Have you ever wondered what it's like to sit in on a magazine editorial meeting? Well, this is your chance. You're listening to Salt Lake Speaks, a monthly podcast where our editors, writers, and staff dig deeper into stories, chat with newsmakers, and talk amongst ourselves about arts, culture, food, music, politics, or whatever else might strike our fancy. After all, we are Utah's biggest fans. Welcome to Salt Lake Speaks, Salt Lake Magazine's own podcast. You can find this and other podcasts at saltlakemagazine.com slash podcasts. Today we're here with Rayanne Thane, New York Times bestselling author. Thank you for sitting with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to speak with you. <laughs> so I believe you have a book coming up just before we dive right in. I do have a book coming out. Uh, it's The release date is September 26th and the title is Sugar Pine Trail. Um, it is the seventh book in my Haven Point series, but each book can be read alone. People get a little intimidated when I say there's seven books in the series, but oh, yeah. it's really a self-contained story that just is in the same community of Haven Point, All Idaho. Right. So these are romance novels, right? They are romance novels. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, your background, how'd you get involved in romance writing? Okay, well, I actually started out in journalism. I graduated from Utah State University with a degree in journalism and worked for 10 years at, U at um, the Herald Journal. I was a, a reporter and editor at the Herald Journal in Logan. Um, through the whole time that I was working in journalism and going to city council meetings and all the fun things I got to do there, I had this dream of writing a romance novel. Um, I started reading them when I was young, probably 11 or 12, and, and fell in love with the genre. I love that happy ever after. And so I'd be at my newspaper job, you know, reading through the misery that people did to each other, you know, <laughs> I, because I was the news editor, so I had to read all the wire, oh, wire okay. service stories. And so I would just escape into a romance novel, and I wanted to give people that same same escape. And so I had a dream of writing. I didn't know where to start. I, I knew how to write a, a, a nonfiction story. I had no idea how to write fiction, but I just read every book I could find and uh, just kind of sat down one day. We uh, I was on maternity leave with our daughter, who's 27. So it was 27 years ago, uh, this well, this summer. <laughs> um, and she, I had a little bit of time when she would sleep, and I just had a computer that I started writing. And it was horrible. The first books were horrible, and <laughs> I just kept at it. And it took me five years to sell my first book. Uh, and then after that, I've been doing it ever since. I've um, now working on my 57th book. So I've wow. been, <laughs> been at it for 57. a while. Been doing it full time for 20 years now. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, how do people usually react when you say you're a romance writer? What's the what's the knee jerk reaction you get? You know, I get a, mostly a positive reaction because I think everybody, many people have the dream of writing a book. And so the fact that I say, yes, I've written 57 of them sort of you know, puts me in a different different um, category where people think, well, maybe you know what you're doing, which I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing. It's a, every book is hard. Every book is a new new experience oh, of yeah. figuring out what to do. Uh, but most of the time, people are really receptive to it, especially when I explain that you know my books are not about the the sexual part of a relationship. It's my books are sensual. They're sweet, small town contemporaries is sort of how I describe oh. them. And so it is about the journey that people go through. And I try to write books that make people smile at the end of the day. And that's a, that's a really empowering thing. And so I, I explain that to people. So and these are not Fifty Shades of Grey. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. My books are sweet. On the scale of things, you know, there are there's certainly a wide variety in the romance genre mm -hmm. of books you can find. Any kind of interests you might have you can find romance novels that would fit under that sure. um, category. And I have sort of over the course of my career, I've written uh, other kinds. You know, probably the first few books that I wrote were quite sexy on the, on the scale of things. Um, and then I started writing romantic suspense, and I did probably 
20 books that were romantic suspense. And then I started writing, I realized I was really focusing on the emotion more than that. And, and so that's what I focused on, is this emotional journey that the characters were going through. And that's when readers, seemed like they really started responding to my books when I really sort of tried to focus on what I felt were my strengths, the character development, mm -hmm. the emotional journey, the, the sense of community. I think that's a big part of my books is the sense of community that they're, that none of us walks this world alone and we need people around us to sort of help us through that. Um, and so I, I, after I did that, readers really started responding and, and I've been, I haven't looked back. I really have focused on the small town, sweet contemporaries and readers have have been responsive to that. So, so you mentioned that a lot of people, when you tell them you've written books, regardless of the genre, they're sort of, they admire that because everybody kind of wants to write a book. But usually when people say they want to write a book, they're talking about like the next great American novel. Yes. And so, so I guess, what do you, what do you think about people who say that romance books, romance novels, romance stories are not, quote, literature? The explanation I would give there is, People may think that, but some of the best writers that we remember now were people who actually wrote romance novels. If you look at what they're writing, Jane Austen, that mm -hmm. book was a romance novel. Charles Dickens was a genre writer, which now is frowned upon, but at the time, at the time when he was writing, he, his books were disregarded as genre fiction. And uh, now we look at them as, as great works of art. And I'm not saying that you know all, everything in the romance world is great works of art, certainly, but they are books that people can get lost in. Mm -hmm and you can take somebody on a journey, and I think that that's a great um, gift to give someone. You know, I have a sign in my office that says, I may not change the world, but I can change someone's afternoon. And that, that's exactly my philosophy, is I'm making someone happy. I make people happy for a living, and I think that's, what a great thing that is, you know, that I can, people read my books and they're happy. It's a, it's a far different world than when I was a journalist, and mm -hmm. most of the time when I would hear from people, they'd be mad at me because of something I wrote, you know, I was a news reporter, and, and people weren't always receptive to the things that you have to report with mm -hmm. the news, and so I love the fact that I'm, I'm writing things that make people feel good, yeah. that remind people of the empowering, um, sustaining power of love, and the world needs love. We need, it's an ugly time in our in our world, mm -hmm. and we need things that will make us feel good and warm and remember that we need to care for each other. That's really positive. <laughs> well, you know, it is. The, I just returned from Orlando. I had a conference in Orlando for the Romance Writers of America. They have mm -hmm. an annual conference yes. every year. Uh, annual, obviously, every year. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, it, it's amazing to be in this room, this, this huge hotel. They fill the whole hotel. There's like 2,000 people who attend it. And everyone is so supportive of each other. And that's the one thing I would say about the romance industry is the writers are so supportive of each other, of aspiring writers, of readers. It's, it's, it's a great community mm -hmm. because we do remember that, you know, we are here to remind people that, that love is important in this world, you know, and it is about everybody needs that connection and we're all seeking that sense of community and that sense of bonding and connection and that, that our books deliver. Well, and I think a lot of people really, uh, they're not paying too much attention to, to how important the romance writing industry is in the world of publishing. I mean, there are a lot of people who credit romance novels, particularly with sort of keeping the publishing industry above water. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, we're talking about digital books, nooks, reading on your phone, all these different kinds of apps. But um, according to some statistics from Nielsen, 67% of romance readers prefer to purchase print versions of books as opposed to only 46% of general fiction readers who prefer to purchase like print books. So why do you think romance readers in particular 
appreciate sort of the tactile experience of reading as opposed to the more general audience? Well, I think that they, I don't know that I would say that romance, I, I see your statistic there, but from my perspective, romance readers like to hold a book in their hand because that's part of the experience. As you said, the tactile experience. They like turning those pages to see mm -hmm. what happens next. I, I would um, argue a little bit there because from my experience, I think of all readers, r romance readers are more likely to buy Kindles and that sort of thing because they're voracious readers and they mm -hmm. want to have books with them at all times. You know, And so many people in the romance world, um, romance readers do tend to, to buy digitally, mm -hmm. but there is still that segment that want the books. You know, they want, my books sell very well in paperback, surprisingly. And I think it's because my covers are beautiful for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and all of my covers look like, you know, something that you just want to escape into, I think. Um, I don't have the men and women on the cover in the, in the clinch. That, that sort of the industry has moved away from that um, to more, more scenic sort of settings. And I think that that does draw readers in. Overall, I would say the reason that people tend to want books is because that's their comfort zone. Holding a book in their hand, they love the smell of the book, they love the feel of the pages, they love walking through a bookstore and, and picking out a book. I would also agree with you where you say that the romance industry has sustained the publishing industry because, and I think publishers are, are understanding that more than maybe they, they have before, that romance readers are voracious, they're not going to be content with one book a month. They want, mm -hmm. they'll finish a book in a couple of days and they'll mm -hmm. go buy another one, you know, and so there's certainly power there, buying power from romance readers that publishers cannot afford to overlook. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, they're a huge, they're a huge subsection of the fiction genre mm -hmm. in a way that I don't think most people know. I mean, in 2015 alone, 29% of all fiction books published were romance books. Mm -hmm. And they're the second biggest genre, second only to thrillers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, especially if you look on, on ebooks, I think that maybe mm -hmm. it's even a bigger percentage on ebooks because Kindle books, there are so many romance novels available. Um, for, for Kindle and, and Nook and self-published and, and things like that. So uh, absolutely, the romance readers, as I said, are voracious. They're powerful. They have buying power. And um, they're, it's a treat that people give themselves mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know. And just there's nothing more comforting than, than selling in with a book that you just can't wait to see what yeah. happens next. You turn the page after page and can't wait to find well, out. Well, and let's talk about your readers for a second, because there seems to be a stereotype out there mm -hmm. about the average romance reader, that it's some spinstery 40-year-old woman who lives at home with her cats and like <laughs> eats chocolate while reading these books. And, and you guys are probably laughing to yourselves, but this is, this is a stereotype that we've sort of developed over time. The types of women who read romance novels are women who don't have romance in their real lives. But the numbers sort of paint a different picture, because you know 16% of romance readers are men. The most common romance reader are uh, women, women or men, depending on which subsect you're looking at, between 18 and 44. So they're much younger than we're, we're looking at. Most of them, the gross majority of them, are actually married. Mm -hmm. So they're not single women. So why do you think this stereotype, despite numbers proving otherwise, seems to persist? I think it's a comfortable way for people to look at what romance readers are. You know, they they don't want to see it as the woman next to them is reading a romance novel and finding joy and and happiness and bringing that into their own life. You know, I've seen other statistics that say that romance readers actually have happier marriages than than other people because 
they know how important this is and how important it is to keep doing you know these small things that you do for someone that you care about to, to bring romance and, and joy into their, their life. Um, I think that you know it's it's for me it's it, it's easy for the rest of the world to dismiss romance readers and that's the way they dismiss them but I have seen doctors who read romance I've, mm -hmm. I've been contacted by professors mm -hmm. you know many many professors have contacted me saying they they love my books you know I there are romance um, authors who teach Shakespeare when they're not writing romance novels you know uh, Eloisa James for example is a, is a professor at an Ivy League institution um, there are they are strong smart you know committed women who love to relax and to love mm -hmm. to read and I don't think there's anything to be to frown upon about that. You know, any time people are reading, I think it's great because they're you not know, watching TV and <laughs> what they could be doing, you Video know, they're, games. they're, they're <laughs> yeah, they're, exactly. They're, they're widening their mind. They're reading about other places. They're escaping somewhere else that, you know, that, that teaches them about a different place that they, or a different time. In, in historicals, you can read about any, any, any historical time and mm -hmm. y you can find out about it through romance novels. Have you had men come up and say that they love reading your books? I have had many men email me, not necessarily <laughs> come up to me. I don't do a lot of signings and okay. things like that. I used to in my early days. I used to go to a lot of book signings, but it, to me, I found my time was better spent writing the books. You know, my life is a little bit complicated, and so to me, it, my, my time was spent writing the books, and readers found me anyway, you know. But I do, now that we have Facebook and and. Um, Twitter and, and all the ways that readers can contact me. I do hear from men quite a bit who say they love my books. They love to relax into them. They love to escape and they love to, you know, follow the journey of the people. And I think my books in particular are a little bit different because it is about the hero and heroine and their journey, but it's also about where they fit into the community that they live in. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's one reason that people have responded to my books because I do tend to write about community which as we've all started, you know, focusing on our phones and that becomes our community, mm -hmm. you know, right in our hand, looking down, I think we're hungry for human interaction and for people who drop by to bring you a meal when you're sick or things <laughs> like that. And those are the things that I write about. So you live in Utah, yes? Yes, I do. You live in northern Utah? I do, in the Logan area, <laughs> okay. yes. So do you think that living in Utah influences the way that you, uh, in particular, write your books? Because there seems to be a lot of, like, kind of, not, I don't want to say small town culture, but sort of a tight, really tight-knit community culture, the kind of inner mountain culture, the snowy winters <laughs> culture, right? I, there's snow on your book covers. So. Right. Well, I I do think that I, I have an experience. I live in a small town, and, and I have a sort of unique perspective because that's my life. I do tend to write about a community where people care about each other because I live in a community where people care about each other. And when I first started writing um, these particular series, I have two series that um, they call single titles in romance, my my Hope's Crossing and my Haven Point series. And people would say, you know, this isn't realistic. People don't really help each other like this. And I want to say, yes, they do, because I, I live in a community where I can, you know, when our, we, I have a son with special needs, and if he's in the hospital, we'll come back to a fridge full of food, mm -hmm. our lawn mowed. I, you know, I have neighbors who plant our garden <laughs> if we're gone, you know, and there are, there are places like that. Um, but at the same time, my, my uh, communities that I write about are not perfect places, just like mm -hmm. Cache Valley is not a perfect place. You know, we, I there are difficult things that happen in my books to my characters. They all go through something difficult and um, stresses, and they don't 
always they don't start in a place of happiness because the book is about their journey, their character arc to becoming someone who's welcome, open to love and and receptive to love and but I try to show my readers that you can have hard things in your life and you can still have a joyful, happy life even if things aren't perfect. Because I see that in my neighbors, I see that in my friends, I see that in my community. Mm -hmm. So as a romance writer also in Utah, I just sort of wanted to get your opinion on this recent sort of, recent in the last couple of years, I mean, explosion of what we're calling proper romances. So for our listeners who are unfamiliar with what a proper romance is, it's a romance story uh, where there's no sort of hanky-panky, there's no sexy stuff that happens before marriage. And a lot of times they get married and there might be a scene later, uh, but it's, it's a very sort of clean, more emotionally driven text as opposed to like your Fifty Shades of Grey or your Ronnie Lauren books. Mm -hmm. So would you consider yourself a, a proper romance writer? Um, in the genre, we, we tend to call it, in the industry, we call it sweet romance, sweet more, romance. Than, more than proper. We say sweet okay. romance or clean romance sometimes. Okay. I would definitely say my books fall in that category. It's, it, there's a thin line there because sometimes people say, well, you swear in your books, and I mm -hmm. do. I use some certain swear words, and they say, well, that can't really be <laughs> a clean romance, and I say, well, that's you know real life. <laughs> people don't say fudge when they're upset. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Although sometimes they do near me. <laughs> but um, So I, I, my books would fall in that category, and I think when you're asking about the reason why, why that... Um, has exploded, and I do think there has been um, an increase in interest in sweet romance. It's it, there. There were always was a dichotomy because there were always the erotic romances and the Christian romances. Christian mm -hmm. romance was, was a huge segment of yep. the population, and I think the publishers realized there were readers who who wanted a clean romance, didn't necessarily need the faith-based sort of story that they would find in a Christian romance, but they still didn't need to read about all the erotic stuff. That wasn't what they were looking for. They were more interested, not in the physical parts of a relationship, but in the emotional drawing together of a, of a hero and a heroine. And so I think that, that it's sort of just been an answer to the fact that mm -hmm. there's been so much erotica. And I think even even the straight down the line contemporary romances um, have become much sexier, and so it, again, it's sort of a response to that. Um, I love that in my in the romance industry, you can find anything that you want to mm -hmm. read. If you like the hot stuff, that's great. If you like, you know, kind of hot, but not as hot as you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, you can find that too. Mm -hmm. If you like a few love scenes, you can find that. Mm -hmm. And if you like, you know, my books that are that certainly I would call them sensual because there's definitely attraction. That's an important part of any romance um, between two people. There has to be the physical attraction, and, and I don't shy away from that. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I'll have occasional make-out sessions and things like that, but I don't, I don't show the love scenes. And for me, that was really, that was a sort of a progression in my career. I started out writing like everybody else was at the time, where I did put, you know, two or three love scenes in a book, you know, and... I didn't enjoy writing them, and I felt like other people did that better. And so mm -hmm. for me, it was just, I'm going to focus on my strengths, and it, that's not my strength. So Sugar Pine Trail is coming out September 26th of next yes. year, of this year. I'm sorry, that was my <laughs> bad. <laughs> but uh, I have I was privileged to preview it, and so I'm not going to spoil anything <laughs> for the people who haven't had access to the book yet, but you have a particular scene in Sugar Pine Trail where the two protagonists are sort of, they're getting a little steamy, and there seems to be what is a love scene, but they're completely clothed the whole time. <laughs> do you find writing like that more difficult, or do you think that that's a, a more enjoyable process? 
process because it's a little more challenging. How do you sort of circumvent, how do you create a scene like that in a romance novel? Well, it's real life, you know, that's not, you're not always, you know, jumping right into bed. And I think it's awkward with characters to write about, you know, taking their clothes off and <laughs> jumping into bed. I, I just had a hard time with that. And it, and it and it was fine for me when I was doing it. Maybe that was my mindset differently. But for these particular characters, I had to write that scene a little steamier than I would typically do. And I, they don't go all the way, but it needed to happen in that, in mm -hmm. that particular story. Um, for that heroine, she needed to, you know, for, for her journey, that part had to be part of their relationship. Um, and so it, it is, it's challenging sometimes, but fun. Those are always, they're fun scenes to write. You know, I, I enjoy writing kiss scenes. They're always lots of fun because it's, it, you feel like you're experiencing that all over again from when you, when I fell in love with my husband and, and all those feelings that you had, you know, it's, it's fun to write those. And I think that's one reason that readers respond to romance novels again because it reminds them of that great feeling of falling in love and I think that is why again going back to what we talked about earlier why their relationships are happier because they remember it's really cool to find somebody that you connect with on all those levels. Absolutely. So are you working on anything right now? I am. I'm working on another book in Haven Point. Um, I'm not quite sure how many more I'll have. I'm, I'm pretty close to the end probably but mm -hmm. there are a few more stories I needed to tell so um, there's a continuing character who people have asked me for quite a bit. And <laughs> so I'm writing her story right now. Um, I've got a Christmas hardcover next year that I'm, I'll be writing after that. And then I'll be doing a regular hardcover the year after that. Right. For, so I'll be working on that probably next spring. So you guys will have to keep your eyes out for her upcoming yeah. books. <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you for sitting down with us, Rayanne. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for our listeners, Rayanne Thane's newest book that's coming out is Sugar Pine Trail. It's out September 26, 2017, the seventh in her Haven Point series. This has been Salt Lake Speaks, Salt Lake Magazine's own podcast. You can find this and other podcasts at saltlakemagazine.com slash podcasts.